This is the VIP Podcast, Virginia in Politics. Let's listen to host Chris Saxman explore the personalities and policies that connect the Commonwealth. The VIP Podcast is brought to you by the VCTA, Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free. The views and opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the VCTA and Virginia Free or our sponsors. All right, Chris Saxman back on the VIP podcast. That's Virginia in Politics podcast brought to you by VCTA, the Broadband Association of Virginia and Virginia Free, of which I am as executive director. I served eight years in the Virginia House of Delegates from 2002 to 2010, and VCTA and Virginia Free have partnered up to educate you, the audience, political nerds in Virginia, election nerd Disneyland, as we like to call it, on what's coming up in the, the political world of Virginia. It's a great bellwether for the United States of America, and so if you want to see what's going to be happening in 2024, check out Virginia in 2023. Most notably, this year, we have about 104 or 5 days left to go before uh, the June primaries are here on June 20th, and a lot of these races are going to be determined, a lot of the districts are going to be determined by those primaries. This is, for all intents and purposes, Virginia has separated out along the, 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 the book, The Big Sort, and we are in, in basically locked down Republican and Democrat districts with, you know, a handful plus two or three for House and the Senate that are really swing districts. But right now, I'm going to talk to you today about the de- Democratic nominations in districts for the Senate. Um, a lot of these candidates are new, will be new. Some of them, one of these people are going to win and come into the General Assembly of the Senate, uh, bringing with them uh, not a lot of experience when it comes to actually being in the Senate or the House of Delegates. I'm going to run down the, these districts quickly as I can just to start the conversation. But I want to draw your attention to financial advantage. Given the fact that these candidates only have a little over uh, 90 days to, to get people to vote, there's a limited amount of time to get your organization, your ads, your direct mail, and your people to show up to the polls on June 20th. And with voting starting 45 days prior to that, and with Democrats in particular having a much better ground game and ethos around early voting, uh, Democrats are on the clock. They basically have 60 days before voting starts. Let's run down Senate District 21, Andrew McClellan versus Angelia Williams-Graves. McClellan has a two-to-one financial advantage here. It's going to have to overcome a demographic advantage for, for, for Graves in this district. Norfolk uh, has a, a, a substantial African-American vote. I rate this as a toss-up right now, even though Andrew McClellan has a significant financial advantage. Up in 27, that's around Spotsylvania, Fredericksburg, uh, Republican-leaning district. There's, uh, I think, Joel Griffin, Ben Litchfield, and Luke Wright. Litchfield's leading the race here financially, but less than $50,000 on cash on hand at the last report. Coming down or over from 27, Fredericksburg, to District 31, which is now represented by Jill Vogel, who is retiring. Zach Cummings is up against Russett Perry for the Democratic nomination. Complete toss-up, the most closely watched race. This will be $4 million spent on both sides, Republican and Democrat, in the general election. Got to key in on this one. Uh, Watch this one in particular. Republicans have a well-financed young candidate in Juan Pablo Segura. But Russett Perry has a substantial financial lead, 5-1. to And I think she has to be considered the favorite in this race. In 33, District 33, Prince William County. Two former legislators uh, in the House of Delegates, Hala Ayala, Jennifer Carroll Foy, both ran in 2021 for statewide nominations. Jennifer Carroll Foy 
running for the gubernatorial nomination for the Democrats, and Hala Ayala ran for and won lieutenant governor nomination for the Democratic Party, losing uh, just about by two points to current lieutenant governor Winston Earl Sears. Carol Foy is known as a very uh, successful fundraiser. She has roughly under two to one advantage cash on hand at the last report, and that's going to be an advantage for her. Again, it's going to come down to, like most of these districts do, do you have enough to get your people to the polls? I rate this as a complete toss-up right now between Jennifer Carroll Foy and Hala Ayala. Again, in, in thinking about the Democratic nominations, there's, you can't get the same votes. There's, there's a lot of, as uh, Ben Tribbett, a uh, good friend and Democratic campaign consultant, says the Democratic Party is a coalition, is a complex coalition. And how the different subsections of that coalition come to, into this particular race is going to be fascinating to watch. Uh, Jennifer Carroll Foy, African-American, Hala Ayala, Latina American, African-American. So there's a lot of uh, identity politics in play here, but also ideological. Hala Ayala is considered more pro-business than Jennifer Carroll Foy at this moment, and we'll see what the business community in Prince William County does to support either of them or stay away. In District 35, this is to replace retiring Senator Dick Saslaw after 48 years of service. Dave Marsden, I think her name is Heidi Drauschak. Uh, last reporting period, Marsden had half a million dollars on hand. Uh, Drauschak did not support or show any uh, finance in the last report, at least that, that I could find in my quick review on VPAP. So uh, he has, Marsden has a significant advantage here, name ID as well as financial advantage. Got to give the, 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 I would put a slight lead until we know more about his opponent. In 36, nearby district, George Barker, the incumbent, uh, similarly, to, to margin has about a $500,000 advantage over uh, candidate Pekarski. In 37, Chap Peterson around the city of Fairfax is running against Saddam Salim and Erica Yalowitz. Having two opponents helps the incumbent. Uh, also, Peterson has over $700,000 cash on hand. Has to be considered the strong favorite to return. Jennifer Boisco to replace Janet Howell should Janet Howell, as is expected, retires. Jennifer Boisco is well positioned to win the Democratic nomination. No announced candidates to take her on just yet. Also, it's a financial advantage. Financial advantage also goes to incumbent Barbara Favola, running against James DeVita, who originally filed and was considered to be running against Adam Eben. Uh, didn't have the right district, apparently, and he is now in a contest against Barbara Favola, who also has a substantial advantage financially at $364,000 in cash on hand as in the last report. That's a quick rundown on the Senate Democratic delegate or districts that'll be up on the June 20th primaries. Thanks for joining the VIP podcast. Please subscribe, like, and share on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Thanks for joining us.